Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. All right, here we go. The Hunting Land Man podcast, episode 50. We tried episode 50 with uh, a different. Uh, ho- a guess, but um, we had a little technical difficulties, and we'll have to redo that. All right, let me tell you what we got going on. We got Josh Beckham here. Josh works with us with Southern States Realty. He's uh, what you been about a year and a half, two years, two years now. I got you. Time flies. The older I get, the faster it goes. Uh, but we're gonna bring Josh in. We're talking all about duck hunting and duck land today, and the twenty three, twenty four duck season. Uh, it's and, and believe it or not, here in Southwest Mississippi and Louisiana, we actually have something to smile about at the end of the season. It kind of ended on a bang. So before we get too far. Southern Ag Credit is always our title sponsor of the Huntland Mad podcast and the TV show. They take great care of us. I literally got off the phone with Alex uh, whenever I drove up here to meet Josh, and we were talking about several deals we're doing right now. They take great. I recommend them because I use them so much. They are. I think they do a great job. And look, there's some other companies that do a great job. I use them. That's why I recommend them. Alex Austin, the whole crew over there, they do a great job. All right, Duckland. Here we go, Josh. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Josh uh, Josh works for Southern States Realty, and he also, his, uh, I guess your main main job, you work for, is, is it now Bandit, or is that, where do we? It's uh, a little bit of everything. We we recently got into the big game world with a brand called Taka, but I am a territory manager in Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Texas. Big territory. For, so for we, Bandit. For Bandit, mm-hmm. Avery, GHG, Avery Sporting Dog, and Taka. Uh, let me ask that question because it'll be on my brain. So Bandit bought Avery or is that the same? So yeah, t- so Bandit bought Avery in 2015. Okay. Okay, and Avery's so, like, I, you know, young man over here, I was like, oh, yeah, Avery's like the old school duck, like like it's been there forever. Avery is the icon of waterfowl hunting and the products that are out there. Everything in this industry has originated off of Avery, including Bandit. Cool, cool. Well, uh, and the new big game line is – Taka. 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 All right. And what is where what is Taka? What is the name? Where does it come from? So it's native for deer. It's there's several native terms. Like Native American for deer. And it's for deer. So our brawhead, everybody calls it a triangle or delta. Mm -hmm. It's a brawhead. 
So so if I'm hunting Tatonka, I'm out west, I'm hunting Taka. Yeah, that's Taka. That's correct. I got you. I that's like correct. that. I like that. Well, um, well, Josh, uh, I guess we'll start. What made you want to get into real estate? And uh, and you know, I know through Hunter and um, and, and I, I met you before you got into real estate. Tell me, what is what made you want to get into real estate? What what appealed to you about it? Well, uh, basically, my love for the outdoors. I I love everything about it. I like learning the land, uh, whether it's waterfowl, um, and and just property management. Leasing properties, just learning how a property operates and how you can turn that property into something better down the road. Um, where I really struck my interest in real estate is I'm going in and out of all these retail stores and people are saying, hey, you got any property? You know any property for sale? You know any duck property? You know mm-hmm. any deer property? And it's every day, and I look back on it, I guess I've been in Bandit since 2017, so going on seven years full. I look back and look at all the money I gave away. You did. You did. <laughs> gave a lot of money away. And mm-hmm. then finally, during COVID, actually, Hunter called me and was talking about getting into real estate. Why don't you get your real estate license? Well, I'm going to. Then I got tied up. I got to turkey hunt every day because couldn't go to work. I, I had to work from home. That. So I was working from my truck, and I was working from the woods. Uh, so long story short, time got away. I didn't get my real estate license. Hunter calls me back uh, in 2022. And says, I think you really need to get your real estate license. I mm-hmm. said, well, I'm actually sitting here doing the online course right now. There you go. And the rest is kind of history. And it's a slow process, learning process for me. It's a whole different side of the sales industry. But at the end of the day, you're selling a product. And one thing I like about, and y'all sell good quality products with Bandit. And talk, you know, one thing I like about the product land is it sells itself. You're really just providing information and showing value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either it fits same way with the clothing y'all sell. It either fits your needs or it doesn't. That's correct. You know, if you're looking for the cheapest, this this is not you. You know, and so it, it um it, it's easy to sell something that kind of sells itself. Um one th- the thing we want to talk about today is uh, first of all, we're going uh, we're going to talk about our duck seasons, how they went. I actually got to hunt a couple times this year and of course, I'm in the ear of duck hunters daily, weekly, you know that I've sold property to and things like that. Um I'll start with me. So I, I got to go on a couple hunts. We at, let me see, I guess mid-January we went, and uh, it was the most ducks in uh, southwest Mississippi as I've ever seen down towards the river, and I won't disclose the location out of respect to those landowners. And But anyway, it was the most ducks I had seen, and everybody who hunts in Wilkeson County knows it's the same ducks line over them too. And it was, uh, I could, we were a little late getting to the blind and I could have limited out before we got to the blind. And this is all going to be on an episode we're working on, uh, here, uh, in a couple of weeks. And this will, will go into all this, but, uh, had a great hunt, killed a bunch of ducks, didn't kill a lot of green, but we saw a good many. But honestly, if we were sat there and been patient, we would have, but you know, ducks ducked them up to old deer hunter over here. Like I tell everybody, you can. You can enjoy that thing till eleven o'clock in the morning, or you can enjoy it till seven. You can come back the next day and do it again. That's it, and, it's, and it makes it fun. And then we went last weekend and brought my little boy for youth weekend, and we did something really cool. We camped out with the kids, and uh, they rode four wheelers and mud ride all night. And the rain came in the middle of the night, and some people got wet in their tents, and our stuff got wet. And the whole experience was just great for those kids. Now the next morning, 
and it warmed up, and the ducks were gone. I could see the area we were hunting two weeks before where all those ducks were, and they were just absolutely gone. So we uh, we shot at some sticks in the air and um, and had a good time, but uh, we uh, we didn't kill any ducks. Tell us about your duck season, Josh. You get to duck hunt a whole lot. That's right. I do. I do. I'm blessed and fortunate to be in this industry and be around duck hunting pretty much every day that from the day it opens. Um, it started off really, really good. In Northeast, tell everybody so, where we're starting. So we, so I typically spend most of my time now in Northeast Louisiana, South Arkansas. I used to travel all up and down the flyway, two little girls at home now, mm-hmm. with a new one that was born this past duck season, three days before Christmas. Well, we got to have one more so we can have a little, <laughs> a, a little boy to duck hunt with. Well, we can be you. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be me, but anyway. So I did used to travel a bunch. And spend a lot of time on the road. So I try to stay close to home now. But <clears throat> with that being said, duck season started off really, really good. Northeast Louisiana, South Arkansas. And it didn't take long for it to dry up. Everybody knows we were in a severe drought. If you had water, you pumped it. And uh, that that's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you didn't manage it, you didn't have any ducks. So, so you were hunting the same ducks. So, if you didn't baby your hole, you didn't have ducks. That's right. Okay. You, you could you could get maybe two hunts a week at, out of one spot, and then you had to move. Um, you know, I hunt on a, a place called Days Bayou. It's four thousand acre farm, a lot of water out there, so it it held majority of the ducks in northeast Louisiana for a while. Um, but it didn't take them long to figure out where the blinds were mm-hmm. and where they weren't going to get shot, and we wouldn't hunt the spots, you know, that they crowd up in because every day you could find twenty to thirty dumb ones, mm-hmm. and if you could do that, you were you okay. win. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; I had several days that I shot single digits, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's part of the process. But as you said, they started talking this Arctic blast coming, Arctic blast coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of one of those deals. If they don't come now, they're never going to come. Ever, and they did. Ever. And um, on Saturday, I think it was January 13th, I was at my place in Arkansas, and we saw thousands, um, fifty to 60,000 within two hours heading south. We had a really good hunt. We knew that night it was going to freeze up. We came back to Louisiana. We had open water, and, and they were there. They showed up overnight because they weren't there. That morning. That's know, awesome. Talking to other people. But so the last two weeks, I think, gave some people some hope. And, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you don't have weather, you're not going to have ducks. I, and what, what it did for my clients and stuff, you know, we've just been – it's just, for lack of a better word, it sucked the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And you just – people, they're depressed. Hey, I don't even – what am I even worried about buying duck hunting property? We don't have ducks anymore. And it just goes to show that – if we get some weather, we can still get plenty of ducks. That's right. And, you know, if you remember, I think it was four years ago, four or five, when we had that February freeze. COVID year. I've never seen so many ducks. And, look, I'm not talking about on the Mississippi River. I'm talking about on the pond at my house, mm-hmm. green heads, pintails. I had a place for sale down in um, down in East Feliciana, and uh, it's a Leadmaker Lake on there. When I pulled out there – I looked like I was in Argentina. It was just, it was unbelievable. Snipe running there. It was just, and so I think if we have events like that, mm-hmm. we can still smack them. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think the last two weeks, it was, 
Because you hear them, you know, when the times get tough, everybody starts mumbling and grumbling. Mm. It's it's the game and fish. It's the people are short stopping them, which that's a whole nother topic. And I think we'll probably get to that on food sources and mm-hmm. and what people are doing as a private landowner to to basically master their property. And and there's nothing wrong with it, but it gave people hope that they do still exist and they will still come here. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going. Josh just kind of spoke of. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I'm hearing. And look, I am not a duck hunter. I just know enough about it to, to sound like a dummy. But anyway, I've talked to a lot of people that are in the duck world, and what and and, and it makes sense to me because it's for the lack of a, it's kind of like a deer. Okay, so what microhabitats? And, and what I'm saying by that is, you know, you got a big enough track of ground that you can plant your own food, control your own water, control the pressure probably as much as anything. And even when the last couple of years when we haven't had ducks, my clients that are doing that sort of thing, uh, and it ain't cheap, and I'm not trying to – I know all a bunch of people hunt public ground. I, I'm That's not what I'm talking about. But, like, for instance, I sold a really, really large track of land in Wilkeson County last year, and we're – a year when we had water, we, we would do this, so we didn't get to do it this year. But we were going to take a big area – and we go uh, plant crops, if it's corn or if it's dwarf millet or whatever, gold millet, whatever we're planting, and they not plan on never hunting that area. Mm-hmm. They got holes on every side of it that they plan on hunting. And basically, you know, let's just throw a round number out there. If you can hold a 1,000 ducks on your place, you know, if you don't shoot them and they come there to feed every day, they may be a little hard to kill, but they, you know, they're we're, we're hunting those ducks every day, and as as you new, get new ducks, they attract more ducks and and that sort of thing, and that seems to be working. The people that are consistently killing ducks with even decent weather, that's what they're doing around here. Are you seeing the same thing? That's 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 one hundred percent correct. I mean, if you have a piece of property and you can manage a rest area with food, whether it's hot crop, corn, or barnyard grass, millet. You know, mm-hmm. you do a moist soil unit. If you can hold those ducks in that area, you will kill them six out of ten times. Right. It's better than 50%. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that and you're relying strictly on what you're hunting. On new ducks and water, huh? Yeah, you're, you're waiting on a duck to, to either migrate or, or fly by. If right. They, like I said, if, if, you can, if you can see them and you can hold them, you can kill them. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know... <clears throat> I, th- I think people get spoiled forever. You know, you look at the 90s and stuff like that, and, you know, you just go find a hole of water down by the river, and wah, 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 here yeah, they come. And, right. and that ain't the case, doesn't no. seem to be the case anymore. No, and and they've adapted to, you know, whether whether it's pressure, whether it's gadgets in the industry that, mm-hmm. that we're putting out or, or whatever company's putting them out, and you, you, you see everything's adapted. I mean, go go – turkey hunting they don't right. gobble as much mm-hmm. they've adapted to the pressure and and so with change you have to change right and and with that change being a landowner you got to make your own food source sometimes and look this stuff is expensive no matter if you're doing it in northeast louisiana you do it it's expensive and i hate to say it oh man deer hunting duck hunting's becoming a rich man game look i didn't invent the rules mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like the, the golden rule the man with the gold makes the rules and the man with the gold can also get the deer and ducks. And that's, right. and that's not – I didn't make those rules. That's just how it is. But um, speaking of that, you know, so I'll give an example. And look, they Josh is from an area that has a whole lot more ducks than we have. But just right around here, I call it the best duck hole in Wilkeson County. And I'm not going to name any spots or whatever. But what they do, they plan every year. 
They control the well. Actually, they control the water by rain. So the, all they got to do is have a little rain and, they, and block it up. It floods pretty easy. And they hunt it when the ducks are really here twice a week. When the ducks aren't here, week ten days, two weeks. And basically, they have a spot. They go up. Hey, look. There's 300 mallards on the hole. Let's hunt tomorrow. And then they'll shoot, and they'll let it build back up. And do they get to go to hunt, duck hunting 60 days? Absolutely not. But do they get 6, 8, 10, 12 really good shoots a year? I'm talking about, you know, just solid green, uh, pit, you know, ducks everywhere. That's They get that. And I think the reason they do it is because they got food and they do it right. It's no different than a big food plot or something like that. That's right. When the conditions get right, you get in there and you kill them. Yeah, and and it and it takes you know growing a crop when you're not a farmer is a lot harder than growing a crop when you're a farmer. Yeah, because you're doing it on the side. And uh, I've had this conversation with a lot of guys that manage big blocks of woods in in Arkansas up and down the White and Cash mm-hmm. River, and you don't ever know what you're going to be dealt. Whether it's a drought, whether it's a ten inch rain in July, army worms, army worms, and and if you're going to do it right, do it right all the way around. Because nine times out of ten, especially when you're in Arkansas or Northeast Louisiana. If you're growing a crop on your property for your benefit, there's a crop scouter nearby that you can pay just to scout your crops. Mm-hmm. You know, let him tell you when to fertilize. Let him tell you when to spray for army worms because he's a professional in it. So, so you're saying find find somebody in that industry if it's a farmer, if it's a farmhand, if it's right. okay. That and, makes sense. And, that, and that's just, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Mm-hmm. If you're not, don't do it at all. Right. So let's, let's, let, I, I have questions. So I, I'll ask the expert over here. So, okay, let's, okay, doing it right would be, you know, flooded 200 bushel soy, I mean, corn, you know, just a, a good crop, a dwarf millet crop, something like that, that did really good. And I guess like the cheap way to do it, hey, look, I did a little brown top and a little millet, and I hope it came up on the edge. Is that exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and, you know, for us down here, you hear a lot of people, they're planting the gold millet. Gold mm-hmm. millet is fabulous for where we're at. We don't get the amount of mallards in our part of the world anymore that they still get in north, northeast Arkansas, Missouri. So that's why the further you go north, the more corn you see. Further you come south, you're getting into moist soil units, you're getting your millets, uh, chihuahua, whatever it do, may be. Do you, you think they li- like the millet down here better, or do you think we just don't have enough ducks to, to – Eat enough corn to matter. What? What's? No, I I think it's more geared towards the the type of ducks that we get. Okay. You know, you, you're gonna find a lot of teal and teal milo gray ducks stuff like gray that. Gray ducks, pintails, widgeon, spoon spoonbill. I shoot a spoonbill. Don't look. Smiling miler, man. Hey, I'm 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 no puritan, and I'll tell you, I like to pull the trigger and um, I like I like to go duck hunt. I don't mm-hmm. go mallard hunt. I go duck hunt. I like that. And, I like um, that. So that's kind of way I deer hunt. People always pick on me. They say. Slate, he gonna shoot the first mature when walks by. But yeah, I'm gonna be smiling when I get back to the camp. And I tell, I tell people this all the time: if me and you go hunting, and the first day I'm sitting in Missouri and a 135 inch eight point runs by me and I smack him and you shoot a 200, you're not gonna be any more happy than me that day. That's right. I'm gonna be tickled for you. I'm gonna be tickled for me. And we kind of like duck hunting. Let's do it again tomorrow. That's right. I, I like to get in and get out and and try to do it again tomorrow if mm-hmm. I can. Uh, I'm not. I'm not into sitting there till ten or eleven usually because I gotta go to work. That's um, it. But, but no. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. And you know, not everybody has the means to do it. But if you do, you know. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, um, I don't know, and it's probably like anything else. If you go and do that work 
and it all works out, it makes it more fun. It does. As opposed to I just went and got in the hole and I shot some ducks and there wasn't any thought to And I think the older you get, the more you appreciate that side of it. That's correct. You know, when you're younger, like, I just want to shoot. I just want to kill everyone. I'm, and look, I do too. But, like, for instance, Lori killed her big deer, which we're going to do a podcast on Lori's deer here soon. Lori killed her big deer, six-year-old deer. I've had him since we had the place. Built the food plots, put up the stand, tighten blinds, and, you know, fed these deer and all my food. Pl- you know, it, it, that deer was meant just as much to me as any deer I ever killed because it's right here at the house. My wife went out and killed it. Um, just, and I think the ducks would be the same way. You know, if you, let's say you buy the right hundred acres and you, you know, you make some little micro habitats and you kill some ducks, that's got to be more fun than just going to smack them. At- yeah. So we, we, uh, me and a buddy of mine, Devin Singleton. I know Devin. Yeah, so we, yeah, you hunted with him. Yeah, right, right. So we got a place in South Arkansas that I've hunted for a long time, since 2005 or six, And um, I'm no rich guy. I don't Mm -hmm. own a tractor. But uh, we've we've gone up there, and it's farmed by farmers. But once they're done, we do all of it. We, Mm -hmm. We have a deal with the landowner. Hey, we'll take care of everything from start to finish. And it's just something about it. Um, because it's not very good. Did it get y'all to leave? Did they leave some crop for y'all? No. As soon as they're done, depending, and and they'll usually leave one field out. So whatever field they leave out, we'll go in, plant millet, plant Mm -hmm. whatever we whatever we want, or we'll. Oh, so they leave a field barren for the year. Yeah, or we'll they'll tell us ahead of time. You know, sometimes we keep water on it and we'll draw it down or whatever, and a lot of barnyard grass comes up. But you got to manage that too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all on time of year and water that's on it. is that kind of like you know you can you can manage signal grass or they call Texas millet in the hill ground? I guess it's the same thing. Like if you disc or if you water the right time, that yeah. comes up. Yeah, Is that the same. That's thing? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. And so we spend a lot of time in there in the off season, and you know just piddling around, and it's always something about when we go there and and hunt. You know we have a good hunt. It, it means more to me now mm-hmm. than it did fifteen years ago, and it means more to me now than anywhere else I go hunt. Right, um, right. You know, that South Arkansas has been, I ain't going to say South Arkansas, all of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. This year was about a 30-day lull that, you know, not many people killing ducks. People that usually kill a lot of ducks were not killing ducks. So we weren't even hunting our place. And, um, I mean, they somebody, I think Hunter and them may have went, they killed 10, somebody killed 7. Just And, and it, mm-hmm. getting hunted three times in 30 days, and that's, that's not good. Mm-mm. And so we were watching the weather on that 13th or the 12th, and we saw it was going to come through Saturday afternoon and said, we're going. And we went up there. It was me, Devin, and I took all three hunters boys. I thought I think you oh, saw yeah, the I picture saw pictures, I sent. Yeah. And we shot 16 mallards and, you know, all our off ducks and a few specks in, in two hours. And that I, was, I, told, I told them, I said, it's still got it. They still come here. Yep. You know, it's just something about just gotta it. Just got to have you the know, weather. You always got to have that thought in the back of your head of, what did we do wrong this year? Mm-hmm. But we didn't do anything wrong. We just didn't have the weather. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's hard to kill when it ain't flying by. That's right. You can't kill them if you don't see them. That's it. That's it. Well, cool. Well, we're gonna get into um, you know Josh is also big deer hunter, taka, pushing the taka, and um, the uh, now you killed your big deer this year, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Tell t- tell us a little bit about your hunt. He's I think he's a hammer. What did you end up scoring? One sixty two and an eight. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's a Kansas 161 right there. So there's a comparison. So I'll tell you a little about my deer hunting career. So I grew up deer hunting 
that's all we did growing up. My dad never duck hunted um, and still don't. I can't drag him out of the house to go duck hunting. He won't do it. Um, but he'll still deer hunt? He still deer hunt. So I grew up deer hunting around the house, and I've had people, hey, come up here with us, come here, come there, and uh, I ain't getting into deer hunting. Well, when I went to work for Bandit, that's kind of the time that we get on the road and start seeing stores to sell product for the following fall. Well, me being who I am, if I can't do something all the way, I'm not going to do it at all. Mm -hmm. Well, that's about the time you get ready for bow season in Louisiana, so I just said, I I, I ain't bow hunting no more. I'm done. I'm done deer hunting. So six years, I didn't bow hunt at all. And then um, a buddy of mine had a place in Kansas, and I always went up there turkey hunting with him. What what part of Kansas? Central. It's uh, what unit? North Central. Uh, oh, North Central. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. South Central. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you. I'd have to go look at the tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so he during turkey season, he said, "Y'all, you want to come deer hunting?" I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm, I think I will. We're, mm-hmm. we're selling big game clothes, you know. Yeah, I might as well go back deer I, hunting. I, I need my picture on the bag, oh, right? I need, I need, I need. And so, lo and behold, I, I put in for the draw, and I get drawn, and we go up there and. We went up, I guess, three, four, five times, filling up feeders and doing various things. And so after Halloween, we I struck out. And uh, the first day, it was me and his dad up there. We were the only two up there, and he hadn't come yet. He was going to come on, I don't know, three days after I got there. Well, the first day, I had a really good eight point that they everybody says I should have shot. But I, was, I told him, I was like, I don't want to shoot that deer if you're not here. You know, I don't. I want to enjoy it with all y'all. And Right. And so, hey, I, this is how you're supposed to act when you go somebody's place, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, everybody said you're gonna kill one, they're gonna kick you off of it, and you ain't coming mm-hmm. back. And I said, oh, well, I ain't gonna do that. Um, so I hunted a couple days. He got there, and then I went in a dry spell. I wasn't seeing no deer. This was, first week in November. Yeah, mm-hmm. went in a dry spell. wasn't seeing any deer, and I said, oh, oh. I said maybe I should have shot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his dad shoots, his wife shoots, he shoots, misses, mm. and. uh and so I guess I went up on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and the following Tuesday, we had had a deer coming to the camera every night, and he was coming right after I left every day. I even got to my truck, got in my truck one night, was driving off, he crossed the road in front of me going down the shelter belt that I was hunting on. And so he said, just stay there, don't move. And so I did, and I killed him on Tuesday morning. And um, I don't want to tell this part, but I will, just because it don't hey, Go ahead. I've never... I've never got shook up by a deer since the first one I killed when I was really when I was in whatever nineteen ninety five. So just ice cold even after the <laughs> shot. Yeah, so well I never got shook up in any deer I've ever killed, and so this deer comes up and of course I go into full blown buck fever. <laughs> exactly. I'm shooting an old Bowtech that I've had for ten years and mm-hmm. I've shot it probably ten times, and so he comes up and he's three quarter to me. And I'm like, all right, he's going to turn, he's going to turn. Well, I thought he was fixing a turn, so I went to draw back, and I got about three-quarter draw, and I got hung up. And I could not draw back. Oh, wow. And I held it, and I was like, what's going to break over? It's going to break over. It's going to break over. And it didn't. And I said, no way, this is about to happen. (laughs) This is why people love deer hunting, because like, like, this is fixing to happen. (laughs) And so I let off. And I was trying to hold it, just just sit there like this. Well, my elbow. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know the feeling. Oh yeah. And I said, this ain't gonna work. 
And uh, he turned and looked back down the fence row for some reason, and I just all in one motion. And I was waiting on him to turn, and I th- thought I was shooting him in the shoulder. I was so blown out mm-hmm. of proportion at this point. I shot him in the neck. Hey. In some way, I cut, a, I cut a main artery. He ran 50 yards. I watched him fall over the whole nine nice. yards. Is that your best deer? Yeah, it's the biggest one I ever killed. Nice, nice. By about 40 inches. Nice. <laughs> he was a hammer. I remember seeing him pictures. It, uh, so, that's cool, man. It, look, there's nothing like Kansas. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I think 16, 17, that, one, that was my first one ever in Kansas, and that was one of them in Kansas. But um, there's nothing like it. You got a big turkey season plan? I do not. I do not. I'm I'm going on the road for a bunch of shows with Bandit coming up starting next week, and um, with a newborn baby at home, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang around the house. I'm gonna go to Kansas. I thought about doing to Iowa, but I know if I start doing that track, I'm gonna end up in South Dakota, and then I'm gonna end up somewhere else. And so I'm gonna take the wife and the kids on a spring break spring break vacation. You know, your spring break is really fun, like in Missouri. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a really good, really good. Yeah, good turkey area, Mark Twain. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We're going to hit, I think we're going to be able to do this. Um, I think we're going to hit Illinois, me, Blake, and Ryan, all the training staff and crew, minus Craig. Me, Blake, and Ryan are going to hit Blake's Illinois stuff, mine and uh, Ryan's Missouri stuff, and then we're going to hit Iowa too. So that'd be a good little trip. I was going to go shoot a Merriam this year. And whenever me and Blake started talking about that idea, I said, I'd much rather go do that with my buddies than go just take one trip and go shoot a Merriam. I'll shoot one another. I've never shot one. I'll shoot one another day. But I'm excited about We're recording this on February the 6th. Uh, and turkey season, I guess you season will be here in about a month. So we're uh, we're excited about that. Hopefully, we can get some of the kids on a uh, on a bird. Bucky said he's gonna get me on some Louisiana birds this year. So we're gonna hold him to look. You 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 don't tell me that I can hunt your place or I'm gonna take you. I'm not gonna let you forget. I have clients all the time That's that right. say, "Hey man, I don't turkey hunt. You want turkey hunt my place? Absolutely. You go ahead." And I said. All right, are you 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 sure? You don't ever I'm, want to target. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on this list in this phone, and then then we're gonna get to killing. But uh, uh, what about real estate wise? You got some stuff going on. I do. So I have uh, I got one big closing next Friday on uh, Lake Hamilton Lake House. That's uh, just place. No, we closed on that back in November. Okay, our first of December. Um, no, this is a buddy of mine's place on Lake Hamilton Hot Springs, mm-hmm. Arkansas. Um, and your license. Louisiana, Arkansas, and Mississippi. And Mississippi, okay. Yeah. Uh, Josh so, got more license than I got. <laughs> so I got that coming up and then uh, working on another deal with a buddy of mine by 1,200 acres amongst different tracks. So just waiting on uh What state is that? It's in Louisiana. Nice. Um, so a bunch of pine timber. See where see where that. Oh, goes. okay. So this is it, this is hill ground. Yeah, it's all hill ground close to the house. It's not 100. percent That's more house so. or where at? Uh, it's in about four parishes. Nice. Yeah, Union, Jackson, Claiborne. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, you know, I I hear more about that area from Caleb because he's he from mm-hmm. over there. Uh, in fact, yesterday he said he knew Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to mention it. Um, mention it to him. Um, I was thinking of that. Were you you weren't in the blind with us the day we smacked him there? You were at the other blind. No, I wasn't there. Period. I went to uh, I went to breakfast with Santa Claus at the country oh. club. That was when you hunted on the reservoir. Right, we smacked him. Yeah, I went home. I played dad that morning. He, uh, I'll never forget. I was sitting, I was sitting on this end as me and Barry Cub, and Barry Cub, 
with duck hunting. He he lives in Missouri, so he's like a purist. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll set the decoys up, and the mallards are going to come in. And so he's like, this is a goat rope. It's like a duck, because it was. It was like a dove hunt. They were just coming from every direction. And there was this island right here, and I was sitting on this end in the grass. Duck, and bear go, they're going to see us. They're going to see us. They're going to see us. I said, just sit down. Shut up. And those ducks are using an island, a bank. And they were, I mean, literally... 15 yards in front of my gun barrel. Devin Fine goes, who's the sniper on the end? Quit shooting him. Yeah, I, I remember hearing all about it, and I got the pictures before it was ever over. Mm, that was a fun hunt. How'd they do out there this year? It was pretty good. I mean, same as, you know, pretty much everywhere. It was it was dry. It had that, that lull in the middle of the season. But I bet when they had all that open waters with a bunch of ducks there in January. Yeah, and there are woods out there. I don't know if you've ever been in the woods up there. That's called. Um, yeah, we rode by. Yeah, ex, he told, yeah. His ex woods. Yeah, that's uh, what he said. They uh, they did really good in there. They had several good hunts in there, even in when it was iced up. Nice. They went in there and busted a hole out with a tractor and got it opened up. Had a really good hunt. Um, that's actually where the first day all the guys showed up because that was a United Country deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. California, big name. Um, Ch- Curtis. Curtis. Mm-hmm. So I took Curtis hunting that morning. We hunted a panel blind on the levee. I'll never forget it. It was four or five of them. He, uh, yeah, Curtis, uh, Curtis got overserved uh, the day before and had too good of a time, and uh, he didn't go. He, he didn't go duck hunting the next morning. Okay. So what? The morning we smacked him, but we had a yeah, good time. Yeah. Uh, I don't get to go very often, but I really do enjoy it. And really, it's just you know, it's kind of like you pick your poison. Just like you had Santa Claus that morning. Like I deer hunt a lot. I mm. turkey hunt a lot. So it's like. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick my poison. And the thing about me with my deer hunting, I'm so blessed, is where we're sitting right now, all of my Mississippi home hunting spots are within three to four miles of right here. Mm. So I got big track over here, big lease over here. I own a track over here and then right here at the house. So I can go hunting and really not affect family time. Mm. You know, I'm back at the house 30 minutes after dark. And, uh, you know, if I shoot something, they can come track and heck, you know, Lori and Ace and Bentley and all is hunting now, and Rafe will be hunting soon. So I get to include the family. So I, I guess I pick my poison. Now, I think Bentley really enjoy, even though we can kill any ducks, he enjoyed going the other day. So I'll probably start trying to do a little bit more of that with him. And uh, Asa literally, when we left to go on the hunt the other day, she literally was crying, I can't go. And I said, baby, when you get bigger, you can go, you know. That's right. That's, I got one that she wants to go to the camp. She don't care nothing about hunting. How old is she? She's six. Okay, so same age, Jason. And um, so I take her. We started a kind of a me and a buddy started a kind of a New Year's Eve tradition. We take all the girls because we all got girls. Mm-hmm. One of them's got one boy. So take all the girls to the camp. They all hang out. We do what they want to do, and if they want to go hunting, we go. If they don't, we don't. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. You know what? It goes to show you, just like we camped out the other night. You know, you're. We're all trying to sell land where you kill a bunch of ducks or a bunch of turkeys or a big deer. We, we I get it. That's what we. You know, that's kind of like the the dream. But in reality, I was talking to clients today. Like, so many clients, man. Like, I love going hunt to the camp. Man, I love doing the work, cooking the gumbo, watching the game. And it's it's something about being at that camp where the food tastes better. Mm. The, the the company's more fun, and, you know, we, we like to think we're it's all about killing five-year-old 150s, but, you know, a lot of times, uh, like here on my home place, me and my brother and my dad absolutely waxed the doves in that front field up there one afternoon. A rainstorm came in, 
and that was as fun a dove hunt as I ever had. You know, right there with my family, right here in front of the house. Asa was my bird dog, and we just had a blast. And and so I think just like camping out the other night with Bentley and them, like you know, you can do stuff like that on your land. How much did those kids learn that night about full wheeler riding, setting up a tent? All right, we got to build a fire. You know, I feel like we're losing that. Mm-hmm. You know, with kids and stuff these days, with these, you know, with the iPads and well, and the if you go look, the license sales will back that what you just mm-hmm. said. They'll back right. it up. Well, that's only positive. It came out of COVID. We did see an increase in deer. I mean, hunting and fishing license sales. So that was a positive that came out of COVID, and the real estate market did real good, which is a positive for me. That's right. Um, I was a little late to the party. The uh, yeah, it was it was really good. But I'm gonna tell you. Speaking of the real estate market and what's going on right now, I'm gonna give you all an update about. You know, we did a market prediction on this podcast about 2024, and uh, knock on wood, I am me and Caleb are right right now. Invent- I was talking to another agent, a good agent, about it today. Inventory's down, demand is through the roof. Every time we put up a new listing, it sells fast. I sold a giant one today off market. Um, prices are about to go up. I'm predicting that because we've got interest rates supposed to be going down. And when they go down, the demand's already there. So how much more demand is going to be? And I really feel like if you're sitting on the fence right now, you better go ahead and buy now because pretty soon you're going to be competing with a bunch of other offers and more people out there. Um, And the way it works with Southern Ag Credit is they're going to write your note down. So if you sign up at an 8% interest rate right now and it's 5 by next year, which I'm not, I'm not the one saying that. I'm reading literally. I read it on, on you know Yahoo News or whatever. Right. If it's going to be five next year, well, you're going to be at five. So you you date that interest rate, and you don't have to pay as much for your property. Mm-hmm. So you're going to probably come out better than head. Plus, you get another season in. Right. So all right, Josh, we're going to get to the end of this thing. I got a uh, the hundred million dollar question. All right, here's the deal. Me and you. We go through Norwood right here, and you stuff. I don't give me a lot of Powerball ticket. You get a hundred. I'm talking about tax after tax, everything. You got a hundred million dollars in your pocket. Not two, not five, not twenty. A hundred million. Where are we buy land and why? Hmm. Hundred million dollar question. Mm-hmm. Because it make you. Th- it's fun to think about. It'll make you think. Because there's a lot of things I could do with hundred million dollars. We driving or flying? We flying. Yeah, we flying. Yeah, your choice. We flying. I think I'll buy an Idaho on a Snake River. I see. I've never even been to Idaho. They got them? I hadn't either. Ah. You've seen the videos. But I've seen a lot of videos. Is that the videos of the small rivers were just. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. That looks good. I've never done it. I will do it in 2024. How sweet would it be if you had a place that owned the same ranch or within short driving distance, you could smack Merriam's, Elk, and ducks and mule deer. Well, you can get close in Idaho. That's that would be that would be money. I never had somebody say Idaho. All right, would you? All right, we're buying Snake River, Idaho. Okay, we spent ten million. Let's just let's just throw that out there. All right, what about the next ten? Where are we going? Cash River Bottoms. Where is that's Arkansas? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. high price stuff there, huh? That's high price, and that's uh, that was another thing that crossed my mind earlier. We we're talking about money you spend. And I get I get people all the time that still text me. Looking for a green tree reservoir. Mm-hmm. What do you want to spend? They're nowhere close. Oh yeah, it's it's twelve thousand an acre average. I'm gonna think. Correct me if I'm wrong. As far as duck hunting, quality duck hunting land, pound for pound, there may not be anything more expensive 
No. Recreational wise, you know. No, not even, not even close. And you know, I'll get people that send me links to X property, or you know anything about this block of woods? And I would love to go sell them the property because I'm going to make the money on it, but they're not going to enjoy it. Not going to kill any ducks on it. And and it's well, it's good price. It's it's that price for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you want something good right now in the state of Arkansas, where the main green tree timber that is available because the good stuff don't ever hit the market. It's 12,000 an acre. That's and up. That is crazy. That's crazy. Hey, look, I can sell you some a lot cheaper down here. And and that's not to say that there's nothing that isn't cheaper. That, that is good. Mm -hmm. But the proven ground is. All right, let's, I'm I'm going to throw a scenario at you. I'm your client. And I say, all right, Josh, I got 5 million to spend. All right, we can go spend 10, 10, 12,000 an acre right here. Can we go somewhere? Can you help me find somewhere we can spend four to 6,000 an acre? We get double the acreage, but we're going to work. We're going to use that extra money and work on this and make it better. Can you can? Oh, that's a loaded question, so you no, can give no, me a no, loaded no. answer. And, and you can. You can. And I'm actually, I got a, got a buddy of mine that he's looking somewhere on the east side of Arkansas, on the White River and down. And that's one of the things I told him two nights ago. I said, we can go somewhere else that's undeveloped, that can be just as good. It's proven because when the rivers get up, the ducks get in it. Mm-hmm. We can go in there and, and mess with that stuff and, and look at different things you can do on a bigger acreage portion that, why it's not a levied-up man-made GTR, it is a GTR when the river gets up. That's mm-hmm. where GTRs came from. Um, I'm assuming something that happened natural, something that happens natural, is probably sometimes better too. Is that is it? Am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the time, the water's never stagnant, and mm-hmm. and and ducks like fresh water. So as long as it's never stagnant, they like. That's why whenever the rivers come up, a lot of these big clubs that have levees around them, they go down. You know, okay. all the ducks go to the big river. fresh water. And um, so that's kind of what I was telling him. I'm like, look. We can spend half the money, and then you put the rest of that back into a development and in, and into your investment, and you know you make it what you wanted, what you want to make it. Well, what he just said kind of made me think. I just kind of wanted to, you know, he said clubs. So right now, if you want ducks, where I sell in Southwest Mississippi, Southside's probably your best bang for your buck. It's a share club. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody, but they smack when. when when, when we have ducks, they have a lot of ducks. They kill ducks when we don't. Um, then there's a good track for sale by a buddy of mine down at Lake Mary that's got a proven duck hole on it er, ever since early 2000s. If we have ducks, they kill ducks in that hole and a bunch of a bunch of other holes on it too. There's uh, But so much of Mississippi, like where we sell in here, if you're going to have ducks, you're going to be in 100% floodplain. It's not like oh we flooded everyone. If you're around here and what well, you know this part of the delta, west of sixty one in the flood ground, it's not if you're going to flood, it's when. And, mm-hmm. and, and so oh man, I, I want duck land, but I don't want it to all flood more. You don't. You're not going to get it here. You get I, it. I bring you some wood ducks. You know? Right. Yeah. And location's always key. Mm-hmm. You know, the closer you can get to bigger bodies of water are. Where more people's flooding land, the better off you are. That's what's so good about Southside, in my opinion. <clears throat> they have their holes right here, and then they have these huge natural lakes and little oxbows and stuff like that. And I feel like it's a big bend in the river right there. And mm-hmm. everybody you talk to says, that big blind they got, it's on the X, and it's been that way since we were kids. And I think what happens in that bend of the river, 
there's a bunch of big bodies of water, you know, at night and stuff, and ducks go set. And the first thing you get in the morning when they fly over, they're looking at mm-hmm. them holes. That's right. And that's my that's my um, my non duck hunter uh, opinion of it. Yeah. And there, and there's some places out there that you can't hurt. I mean, it's the lowest part of properties, and uh, Honey Break's got one out in the middle of there. It's a the lowest part of that property, and usually that's the best blind every day. Really? That's where they've been coming for hundreds of years before anything was ever developed. Nice, nice. And, it's uh, just imprinted so, on them. So it's it's up and down. I mean, you read a topo map, you can find places and that typically will hold ducks. And I don't know. It's a learning game. I learn every day. If I ever figure it out, then I'll write a book. So we've got the hundred million. We're we're in Idaho. We're at the White River. I, ha- I surprisingly, I just thought I thought you'd be around the house, northeast Louisiana. I, I figured you'd have bought a big farm up there. Well. We got a hundred million now. And said, we, we may get on the on the river side. Oh, okay, of thing, you know, okay. like the, like Mississippi. Yeah, Davis Island area. Okay, yeah, Some, yeah. somewhere in there. That's always they kill some kill some deer too. I mean, I'm a deer hunter now. Kill over yeah. one sixty. So he killed one. No big deal. Kill a one sixty. I'm a deer killer now. Yeah, big. You know how long it took me to kill a one sixty with my bow? I killed one uh, with my rifle when I was like fifteen or sixteen, but I killed something like. 10 150s i never could break 160 my bow now since then i've, I've done it several times um i think there's three in here 183 161 172 um but it's uh it took me forever it was like i'd kill one 154 157 which is my dad i never forget we've been to kansas several years he said we were on the way out there you're gonna shoot the first 150 walks by you i said absolutely and he would always be real patient and you know shoot a 160 and stuff like that but me, first begging comes by, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Cole, Cole Barthel from Realtree, I always messed with him for the last few years. You going to take me to Oklahoma? You going to take me to Oklahoma? Man, that looks so much he fun said, in that river bottom where they hunt. He said, I ain't taking to Oklahoma. You go up there and shoot a 110-inch eight-point. Mm-hmm. I said, no, I ain't, I ain't going to do it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. No, I'm good. So, the, uh, Do they got some ducks on the Cimarron right there? They do go up there. I, you know, I think I don't think it's – very consistent, and I may be wrong, but I'm just right there. going off what I see them do. I, but I do think they go kill some ducks every now and yeah, then. I talked there. to Kyle. Uh, I was talking to him at ATA, and uh, we was talking about that. Just It looks so cool how they hunt on that river and them deer crossing and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, they yeah, they got a nice place. They kill some big deer up there. How big was that one he killed two years ago? It was 200, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe 208, somewhere in there. That's it, a big it, was, it was a big deer. That was a big one. Well, we're going to jump off of here. Josh, thank you very much. Thank this you, is all about duck hunting. And, you know, the the positive of this episode is there's something to smile about. If we get weather, we get ducks. You can do things to make your duck hunting better. Don't complain about not having the ducks or the animals because at some point in the season, we'll always get some. Mm-hmm. And if you got the food, you're going to have – it's the same way I treat deer hunting. I tell my clients all the time, say, listen, if you got – 10,000 acre block of woods and you have the big food plots and the good feeders if you create something that your neighbor doesn't have you're going to have animals that your neighbor doesn't have you're going to have all the animals it's it's, my proving grounds is right here in front of the house every night in those two fields is 15 20 deer all my bucks i have on camera during the summer when you can see their horns with thermal i can see them out in that field the one lord kill seen him out in that field i me and Caleb were on the way to stand one day, and I, I, I did a video of him arriving by before daylight. We were going to hunt somewhere else, but so it's the same way with ducks. If you create something that, if you got twenty thousand acre bottom, 
and you don't have but three places to have food, guess what? You're going to have the ducks if right. you got the food. And so uh, I like the fact that the guys who work hard and put in has still have an opportunity to kill ducks, and I think what Josh said backs that up. So we're going to jump off of here. Y'all have a blessed day, and uh, I'm probably going to get to selling some real estate as soon as I get off of here. Landman podcast. If you will take a moment, give us a five star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9 30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.